Welcome back to the Elevate Podcast. My guest this show is a former third-round draft pick, Super Bowl 50 champion with the Denver Broncos. He is also a speaker and author. He was graciously a part of our first Elevate Leadership event in 2018. His book, Mindset for Mastery, is a great one for coaches and athletes. It's linked up to the show here. You can also hear Ryan as the color analyst for his alma mater, Notre Dame Football, and locally in Denver on Altitude Sports Radio. His social media is linked up here. Visit his website to sign up for his blog at ryanharris68.com. Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, Ryan Harris. Besides being a uh, Super Bowl champion, Ryan is also an author. His book, Mindset for Mastery, I love the first chapter. I've heard him speak on this as well. It's entitled, I Am, I Can, I Will. Ryan, why is that concept so important? Why is it at the beginning of the book? Yeah, I, I believe that people talk about mindset all the time. There's these really intangible things, but you've got to give yourself a process to get to to create confidence, vision, and, and, and action. And that's what you do. You know, when you speak the words, I am, you can identify where you're at, what you're feeling. Hey, the night before the Super Bowl, I am terrified. My greatest achievement is going to be my greatest failure if we lose this game. I am also prepared. I am excited. I am ready. I can go out and put my pads on and kick somebody's tail. I will go out there and have the time of my life. And no matter what, I will have fun. It's just a great way to put yourself in motion and also give yourself the confidence of, you know, the last time I did this, I won a Super Bowl. I think I can do this in parenting. I think I can do this in radio. I think I can do this in speaking. I think I can do, you know, so it's just giving yourself a process that you can get to. And for me, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to be influenced by a lot of people, but the best people who gave me something gave me something tangible. And when I speak to audiences, when you read my book, I want you to leave with something you can use right now. And that to me is a separating factor. And that's why it's so important. I am, I can, I will help me throughout my entire athletic career and beyond. Definitely uh, a tool I, I enjoyed from the book, for sure. Um, very helpful when you're overcoming things. Um, can you remember the first time, maybe as a, a younger athlete, that you felt doubted and, and what that felt like and how you overcame it? Oh, man, dude. You know, I think every every young athlete starts out being doubted, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Tom Brady was doubted until he actually put a Super Bowl ring on and, and was doubted afterwards. So sure. I, I think the important thing about doubt is to remember that that's a common occurrence. You're going to be doubted. You know, I think about when I was a sophomore at in high school, we, you know, I went to training camp and, you know, they kind of mixed with everybody. Like all the classes were there, whether yeah. you're on JV or varsity. I didn't care. So they called for an offensive line drill. I stepped to the front, you know, and then guys <laughs> pushed me back. And I'm like, fine, but you're going you're gonna to have to push me back every time, you know. And, and so that was a time when I was doubted. You know, I was doubted when I was a wrestler in high school. I was doubted when I came to Notre Dame. You know, people are like, this quiet guy doesn't say much. And, 
you know, I don't know. He doesn't have like, you know, he's not bulging at the biceps. I don't know about this guy. Well, I started over 40 games and was the third freshman in the history of Notre Dame to start as an offensive lineman. So the important thing about other people's doubt is that is to leave it with them. If you yeah. doubt me, that's your deal. Because you know what? I'm not doing this for you. And even I'm my own teammates. I ain't doing it for you, teammate. I'm doing this for us. And if you're not down with us, we really don't even have a place to begin with. So, um, but again, giving yourself when people doubt you a process because the person that's going to doubt you, that's going to impact you the most at some point is going to be yourself. How do you talk sure. to yourself in that moment? And, and are you prepared for that? Because that's where a lot of people fail. Hey, I'm, I, I shouldn't be here. I'm, I'm doubting this. And don't believe in that voice. Believe in the voice that has you in those cleats, on that field, on that court, yeah. in that huddle, in, in, you know, in that room. I love it. Um, that us part, uh, especially in sports, usually includes uh, some coaches along that journey. Is there a coach that uh, helped you elevate your game, maybe, maybe on the field, maybe in life off the field, that uh, stood out more than some other coaches during your Yeah, day? I mean, John Latino was my college coach. He was great. You know, he, he understood. He was the first coach I had that took the time to figure out what motivated me. And I remember at one point he said, Ryan, you know, because I, I, I would call him when I was in the NFL. I'm like, you know, I don't, this is going on, this is going on. And here's what happened after the game. He's like, your coach doesn't understand that you're not motivated by fear. You're motivated by success and you're motivated by your own greatness. And when I heard that, I was like, wow, like I'd much rather be that player than a player who's afraid to make a mistake. I'm not afraid to make a mistake. I'm willing to make a mistake on the way to being great, meaning I won't make that mistake again. You know, Ray Hitchcock was a guy uh, in high school who taught me, I mean, he was, he was a, an NFL offensive lineman who, who also won the Super Bowl with the Washington football team. And he taught me, you know, technique that I still used in the NFL, you know, from high school. So in those ways, I was great. Uh, I had great coaches, but I was fortunate. You know, Clancy Barone, I had him early and then had him later um, when we won the Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos. And then Andy Heck was a fantastic coach when I was with the Kansas City Chiefs. He made me a tough player. He, he forced me through the gauntlet, man. And he yeah. didn't give me any excuses. And I hated him in the moment for it. And I'm grateful every day after. And then Mike Munchak just was such an excellent coach to end my career. So I was fortunate to have some really great coaches, position coaches specifically, who you spend the majority of your time with. Yeah. And that's also a point, though, Ryan. I mean, I had one bad coach in my 10 years in the NFL. We are not ready. I was not ready. And rarely are we ready as athletes to know when you have a bad coach. And that can be as detrimental to your confidence and your career as anything else. So if you have a bad coach, if somebody's motivating you the wrong way, what can you take from the, what they're actually trying to say? And what can you leave with them and not bring home with you? And, and in those ways, you know, uh, you'll be great. But I had, you know, Rick Dennison. I have some, some of the best coaches that I, a kid could ask for. And uh, I was so fortunate to have them. Definitely uh, a good list. I had a, a fellow uh... – friend that played college ball at the university of houston for clancy and they were yeah. 0 and 11 yeah <laughs> and he still raves about the man about the impression and, and you know he still talks about him years later so um cool um another thing i love about you i know we've talked about it before and kind of uh on the yoga stuff and you talk about it in your book you know you're in the nfl for for nine years before you felt like you Learned how to breathe. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about, you know, why that is important. Maybe not as an athlete for sure, but maybe just in our daily lives and navigating the stressors of our world. 
Yeah, it's amazing how much you get from controlling your breath. When you can control your breath, you really start to control your environment, right? And and so uh, I really didn't have to worry about breathing until I came back to the Broncos and we had Peyton Manning. I'm in the huddle. We're running this no-huddle offense. I'm like, <laughs> and, you know, and it's in, to the point where it looks like sometimes you breathe so hard, it's hard to hear. And my other thing was like, I don't want my opponent to see that I'm out of breath. So I went to Mark Montoya, who's at Factory X out here. I'm like, dude, you got you to gotta teach me to breathe. And Factory X is an MMA gym yeah, uh, yep. here. And he's like, well, hey. Breathe in for five, hold your breath, swallow your breath, breathe out for eight. And, man, that just poof, put me right back into a performance mindset and just gave me something tactical to use, you know. And now even out of sports, I'll take a, a, an inhale for four breaths, hold it for a breath. I'll control that breath for yeah. one second, and then I'll exhale for four seconds and then control that breath on the way down. And now, hey, okay, what was it you wanted me to do? What is it you wanted me to say? And that's something that my sister uses, and she's in the, you know, she's a doctor at, at Rochester Mayo. It's something that the best performers, whether you're a musician, an artist, your ability to breathe when your mind's going all over the place really centers you and gives you an opportunity to succeed. And it was something that changed my career. Great stuff. I love there's a, uh, quite a few exercises, just like Ryan talked about with the, the in and hold and out and, and yeah. the extremely effective they sound simple they sound silly but it's crazy how effective they can be when put into practice so yeah the seals um, the navy seals have a uh, breathing technique if you you know you can look that up i think i believe it's hold you know exhale for four inhale for four i mean they're the top performers in every aspect of the world have meditation or breathing rituals that make a difference well watch the next time a basketball player takes a free throw they're going through a breathing ritual you know so if you don't know how to breathe in a tough moment, chances are you're, you're going to have tough times in that. Yeah. Um, speaking of tough moments, uh, mastery doesn't come without its setbacks. I know during your career, it had, you know, battles with injuries, um, you know, and we don't like to talk about setbacks. You know, life's about we want to see those comebacks. Uh, how, are, how did you overcome some of the things that, in your career to get your vision focused on the comeback and the next thing? Yeah, I just always believed in it, even when I didn't, even if I always, you know, believed that I would make it back. I mean, I had nine surgeries in 10 years in the NFL, and I always believed I would continue to come back, even after my third back surgery, right? And, you know, there would be times where there was, you know, the cards were stacked against me, but I just, okay, if I'm going to make it back after my total toe reconstruction to the NFL, what do I have to do? Well, I have to win rehab every day. I had to I had to, each week I had to gain an extra degree of, of bend in my big toe. All right. And then, you know what? And then I got to run. Then I got to work. And then when guys go away for a break, I'm going to work out here to make sure that I'm in shape, you know? And so I just would build and reverse engineer what, it, what I had to do. And instead of focusing on, you know, woe is me and how tough is the situation I'm in, I just looked at what I had to focus on. I focused on the work. But that's also where my mindset came in to be huge, right? I mean, hey, I am devastated that I have another injury. I, I am alone. I am lonely. I am sad. You know what? I am capable as well. I am able to, you know, look at the positives. I'm able to re-engineer, reverse engineer what my success will look like. I can read books on recovery. I can read books on uh, overcoming obstacles. I can read to gain a new skill. I can try Kung Fu. I, I mean, I've done Aikido, Krav Maga, Wang Chung. I mean, the greatest NFL players I played with, we all have a martial arts background of some sort, you know? 
So just staying in motion, using my mindset, all right, I will sign up for a keto. Sure, I'll, I'll spend the 150 bucks to get the, because you can't go to the dojo without the dojo gear, right? The greatest right. You know, yeah. scam of all time. Uh, I, I will try to be Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I will try this. You know, I will try Tai Chi before games. And so all these things just kept me in motion. So I really didn't give myself any excuse to, to be a victim of my circumstance. Awesome. I know that Krav Maga, some serious stuff. Dude. <laughs> If you hey don't man, know, look striking it and blocking at the same time. That's that's an offensive lineman's that's an offensive lineman's world right there. Yeah. Um, if you ever get the opportunity, privilege to have Ryan come speak to your your company, organization, your athletes, anything like that. One of the things I love hearing him talk about it is, you know, creating a, an organizational culture that's that's designed to win. Um, I know when I've heard you speak, I can't. I think it's in the book as well. You talk about, you know, one team you played for, there's a lot of words on the wall. And the other one, there's trophies in a case to welcome you yeah. into the building. Um, can you talk about, one, the importance of really creating a, a meaningful and culture that's designed to accomplish things? Yeah, well, any winning culture has one goal, and it's known throughout, you know. Uh, Amazon, the goal is market share. You know, it's not about price or it's not about profits market share you know with apple it was designed you know they designed the inside of a computer something no one had ever done right uh at the pittsburgh steelers i'll tell you right now even in their web and zoom webinars they're saying hey we have one goal here and it's to win a championship now that explains everything else you're going to do right why, why am i staying later to win a championship why am i eating at this time to win a championship why are we meeting why are we traveling this way because this is the way we're going to travel to win a championship why are we meditating? You know, they have big game music they play at the Steelers. Before every playoff game, Mike Tomlin plays some music and has players that the lights go down and you visualize your success for the next day. What's your one goal? And I had another, I had one coach who he had three things on the door on the way in, three things on the door on the way out, 12 goals that we wanted to accomplish this season. And it's just like, where do I put my attention? Where do I put my focus? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, I love in the Book of Five Rings, which is one of my favorite books of all time, um, he says, to know one thing well is to know many things. And if you know what you're doing, why you're doing it, you can explain it to other people. I had family who would come in, and later in my career, I made them come in on a Saturday right before I left for the hotel. Hey, great to see you. Good to see you. Hey, man, you know, I hope you have a great time tonight. Bye. I'm going to the hotel. I'm, I'm ready. trying to win a championship. I'm not here to make sure your visit to Denver, Pittsburgh, Houston, Kansas City, that's not my job. I'm not a tourist. I'm not a yeah. tour guide working for, you know, TripAdvisor. I'm, I'm an NFL player who wants to become a champion. And I'm not – that's not my job to entertain you. And being very clear about your goal really can put your priorities in focus and really make sure you maximize your time doing the things you want to do. I mean, one of the things we rarely ask ourselves, Ryan, that I ask – people all the time like hey I want to be a champion I want to take my business to the next level I say how do you want to spend your time and the 90% of the time people say what no, how do you want to spend your you want to be a champion in the NFL how do you want to spend your time I want to spend my time dedicated to my craft recovering when I'm not working learning preparing so I can play faster I mean these are five things that don't matter to uh, to my relationship with my parents my relationship with my friends you know there's going to be right. time for that but if you don't have that one goal, it's very hard to create a winning culture. Yeah. Makes the uh, eventual celebrations that much sweeter, I'm sure. Uh, embellishing. Uh, there's plenty of time after Super Bowl 50, right? 
Oh yeah. And you can be present then, right? And, yeah. You know, you can be present then. And thank goodness you weren't present for the previous parties. Cause some parties still, some parties keep going now. Yeah. We're watching the last yeah. dance on ESPN and don't think that that Bulls championship run isn't being celebrated right now. You know what I'm saying? So there yeah. are certain parties you want to go to and everybody who went to college and then made money afterwards knows that, there's some good college parties in colleges and there are better parties when you're, you've got some means behind you, you can, you know, spend <laughs> right. some time on, and, and on better resources. So just, you know, delaying yourself for the goals you want to achieve that, that allows you to be present in all things. Ready. Uh, shared a good amount of wisdom with us. If you could get in a time machine, go back to high school, see and visit 16 year old Ryan. Uh, what one piece of, advice would you want to give yourself that you've learned along your journey to become a, a champion, an author, a father, and, and all the amazing things, husband that you are? Man, well, hey, I'll give you 20 bucks for all those nice comments, man. That's kind of where they go. I would just tell myself, believe in yourself. You know, I, the toughest thing for us to do is to believe that the goal or our passion is, is really for us. And it is. Otherwise, you wouldn't have chosen that, you know, and maybe it, it's going to change. But believe in your ability to make decisions and decide quickly. You know, one of the things I love is Mike Tomlin says, decide once, you know, hey, are you going to do something? Do it. Great. Now, I love yeah. skateboarding and rollerblading when I was younger. Turns out I'm not the best skater and rollerblader. <laughs> you know, I love playing tight end. I still maintain I've been an all pro tight end to this day, but I was an offensive tackle. And just to believe in yourself and, and to, because you're going to be around people on teams at workplaces that maybe don't want to be successful. You know, a lot of people like comfort over success and they depend on other people to be successful to, to increase their comfort. Right. Yeah. And you're going to be around a lot more of those people than other people who say, forget comfort. I want to be uncomfortable. I want to reach, I want to press. Yeah. So I would just tell myself, believe in yourself and believe in the decisions you're making because when you believe in yourself and you, and you make decisions that you believe matter, guess what it does. Great stuff. I wish I could tell 16-year-old me that as well. So <laughs> um, another kind of last reflective question to close us out. Um, big difference, I think, in achievement, success. But how, how do you define success? What drives you and to create the successes you do in your life, and how do you define that? Man, that's an unbelievable question, man. I'm sure you get 20 million different answers there, you know. Yeah. For me, success is financial, financial independence. For me, success is being able to communicate effectively. And for me, success is enjoying what I do every day. So those three components have to be there, you know, whether it's, you know, in my radio show or speaking or my real estate, like I want financial independence. You know, I'm not, you're not going to make me do something for the money. That's not how I'm going to live my life. Now, that also means I'm not going to buy the Rolls Royce SUV that I want so bad. Have you seen that thing? My goodness. You know, I'm not going to buy, you know, uh, a, a, a mountain property or I am going to buy a duplex. You know, one of my buddies right now is like, hey, I'm, I'm looking to save a house, Ryan. I know you're good with money. Like, let's talk. I'm like, listen, before we even talk, I want you to think about a duplex. You're single. You're young. You've got no kids. Like, you need to be thinking about an income producing property that gives you advantages and flexibilities down the road. He's like, can I buy a duplex? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> there's so many things that when, when I see success, it's going to look different. And I can tell you playing with Peyton Manning, it looks different than playing with a quarterback who hasn't won a championship. 
and Peyton's not going to apologize for that. And I'm no. not going to apologize for me, you know, you wearing similar clothing the same day. I don't care. You know, give me a black or a, a, a white V-neck from Gap, tall, 2X tall. Let's roll, man. I got, you know, you care more about what I'm wearing or what I'm doing. And if you care about what I'm wearing, we ain't doing things together because I care more about what we're doing. So that's success to me. Financial independence, making sure I'm having fun and, you know, really being able to communicate effectively. That's, that's, that's a big thing that we forget. You know, are you communicating your goals while you're doing what you're doing? And that's a key part of success. Ryan, so good to have you on. There's one more thing. I know you like to sign off on your emails and stuff with it. What are you trying to do, my man? Change the what? Let's change the world, man. Be the one to die.